Eris had never met a lock she couldn't pick. Lifting the oil lamp, she peered into the keyhole, her wheat gold hair hidden beneath a stolen morion. Its steel brim kept slipping forward, impeding her vision, and Eris had to shove it back in order to see what she was doing. The wards inside the lock were old, and from the look of them, made by a locksmith who had cut all possible corners. Any other night, Eris would have craved the challenge of a more complicated lock. Tonight, though, she thanked the stars. Any heartbeat now, a soldat would round the corner. When they did, Eris needed to be on the other side of this door. The lock clicked open. Eris didn't let out her breath, just slid her pin back into her hair, rose to her feet, and wrapped her slender fingers around the brass knob, turning slowly so as not to make a sound. She glanced back over her shoulder. The hall lay empty, so Eris pushed open the door and stepped inside. Holding up the lamp, its orange glow alighted on a simple desk made of dark, scuffed wood. An inkwell, a stack of white parchment, and a knife for breaking wax seals were neatly arranged on top. Eris shut the door gently behind her. Her gaze lifted from the desk to the object hanging on the wall, a tapestry woven of blue and purple threads, the very thing she'd come for. Eris knew this tapestry by heart. It depicted a faceless woman sitting at her loom. In one hand, she held a silver knife curved like the moon. In the other, she held a spindle. And on her head sat a crown of stars. Skyweaver, the god of souls. But it wasn't just the image that was familiar. It was the threads themselves, the particular shade of blue, the thickness of the wool and how tightly it was spun, the signature way it was woven. The moment Eris glimpsed it from the hall two days ago, she nearly stumbled. Every morning for years, this tapestry stared down at her from stone walls, flanked on either side by the sacred looms of the Skrin, a temple devoted to the Skyweaver. What was it doing here in the Dragon King's palace all the way across the sea? Someone must have stolen it, she thought. So Eris decided to steal it back. She had some time after all. Her captain, a heartless man named Jemsin, was currently meeting with the Empress of the Star Isles. It was why he sent Eris here, to steal a jewel from the Dragon King's treasury. Not because he needed the money. No, he needed Eris out of sight while the Empress and her hounds came aboard his ship, for his sake as much as hers. If it was ever found out that Jemsin harboured the very criminal the Empress had been hunting these seven long years, it would mean death for both Eris and her captain. But Eris had already stolen the king's jewel, and she still had a day before needing to report to Jemsin's protégé. She had some time to waste. So here she was, wasting it. Eris pushed herself away from the closed door and set the oil lamp down on the dark wood of the desk. The moment her gaze lifted to Skyweaver, there was that sharp shock she'd felt two days ago. Memories of warmth, friendship and belonging flooded her, quickly followed by feelings of terror, grief and betrayal. She narrowed her eyes. I'm not doing this for you, 
she told the god as she reached to untie the tapestry from where it hung on the wall. As far as I'm concerned, you're a traitor and a fraud. She kept her voice low, knowing the security had been doubled since the king's jewel went missing two nights ago. I'm doing this for the ones you betrayed, 